0: Now, here we go, Indie Game Business!
1: Awesome. Hello, everyone. I never know when this is on, so I hope it's on. Um... My name is Kimberly. Today I was supposed to give some pitch deck reviews and feedback on um, decks you could send in. Unfortunately, most of the people we're not ready yet, which is completely understandable. So I'll just start my usual spiel. We do this every Thursday at 2 PM ET on the IGB Discord server. So whenever you're ready with your pitch, feel free to join and then we can go through there. But for today, I will just go over a few general tips and basics and then actually show you guys our own pitch deck, and then maybe someone in between will um, share the deck once review, even if it's not completely completed yet, and then we can switch to that and we have a question and answer at the end. Uh, Just quickly about me. Um, I'm in the industry for 12 years now. Uh, I work at Digital Hours, my own company. It's a consulting company that mainly focuses on life operations and platform services. So I work with companies like Epic Games, Jagex, and just help them build structures uh, and set up the whole process. And then early last year, well, where the whole world changed, I decided I actually want to do indie games. So I completely switched, went to programming production for indie games. And since then, I've been helping out in the community, share my knowledge, help with these pitch deck reviews, help people find how to get started with the market research and so on. But yeah, so before we start with every pitch, what I always tell everybody, you need to make sure that you build a proper framework for your game, for your team, and for the pitch itself, before even starting thinking about putting a document together. Because if you have this framework in place, it should be fairly easy. Well, I say that, it's not true. It will take a lot of time, time. but um, it should go much easier to, to prepare and to start talking to funding partners, publishing partners, and so on. So there are big words on here and everything like says like plan art Bible, but you don't need a whole fleshed out plan for everything, just what's needed for your project, for the t- size of your team. The most important is that you ask or answer certain questions that are within each of these plans. For example, our tech document is a page long and it just says we're releasing on PC first, but our controls need to work for switch and consoles as well and then a few other technical details. So for the business plan itself, always make sure that you know where you wanna go. As soon as you involve someone else or start talking to a partner, it's important that your future goals align. So it's nice to have that in place. Uh, Game design document, I think it's a little bit of an outdated term because we all like to use wikis right now or Trellos or whatever works best for you, just know what your game will be where you want to go with it and have it a little bit structured so when people ask for it it's ready in there um art bible i think it's always good to have an idea of how you want to present your game and which voice you want to present that game especially when you go into marketing on social media so just align with your art team or your team in general on a few things. So we never say these words, or we want to be fun and a little bit crazy. Uh, reflect that in the art style. Make sure that your art is consistent, because I probably will keep repeating that 10,000 times throughout this talk. Consistency is everything. Uh, tech document, as I already said, it can go just from which platforms you want to be on. Or if you have a larger game that involves live operations, just which uh, services will you use, which platforms you will be using and so on and so on. And then market research, that's the only one where I would say, do you work there? The sooner you do it and the better you prepare with this, the better actually everything else will go (laughs) in the future. But when you release your game, when you talk to publishing partners, when you build your pitch deck, Um, the market research sounds daunting. I have a document that is a beginner's guide for how to start your market research and everything, which we can go through in a bit. Um, But all you learn about other games, their mistakes, their successes, what players like, how players evolve over time, because people that like certain things, for example, the adventure games back then, they might not like them anymore right now. So it kind of determines with everything with what you do, does it actually fit your audience? and, And do players actually want this because I do that mistake myself. I often think, oh, this is awesome. They will like that. And then I see people play it and then no, they don't even care. So do your market research. It will save you a lot of time. And then your production plan is just your schedules. How long do you think it will take with these amount of people or how long will it take if you get this amount of budget and so on. And then everything ideally wraps up in a prototype. There are no common expectations in this industry for what's a prototype, what's a demo, what's a vertical slice. So I will call it prototype for everything right now, but ideally whenever you present a demo or prototype or vertical slice to someone, feel free to reach out to them and ask them what do you actually expect to see and what what do you, what do you want to see, there's, there's no harm in asking. Okay, so these are a few of the foundations They will grow over time, they evolve with your project, with your team, how you see it goes, feedback you get from users, feedback you might get from industry experts or even publishing partners. Uh, So don't invest too much time to make them pretty because they change a lot. (laughs) Just make them readable and understandable for everyone. Okay. If you don't wanna do anything of that because you say, hey, this is too much work, You should at least know and be able to answer these three questions so what are your goals where do you want to go do you actually want to make money with this do you want to fund a studio do you want to make enough money to start with a new game or is this maybe just a hobby and you're looking for some marketing help or someone who helps you with influencer progress and stuff like that Uh, who are you going to talk to i think i have it in the next slide but i'll just mention it now a pitch deck no size fits all so Ideally, each pitch deck is individually prepared for whoever you're going to talk to. There was a great point in one of the talks before. I think do's and don'ts, when you look for funding, listen to that. He has some amazing points in there on what to look for when you research the potential publishing partners. Um, So, is our portfolio aligned? Do they even support this kind of game I make? Do they? have maybe only four games they support in a year, but my game releases the year where they're already full. So you you can adjust your schedules and everything to that, but details. (laughs) And then how are you going to pitch is also super important because a presentation or a pitch that might work in person or might go really well in person, might not always work when you send it via email or um, in a PDF or stuff like that. So just prepare to have different versions for it okay and then i kind of mentioned all of these things already but your pitch deck will evolve over time i'm actually going to show you guys four versions of our pitch decks and some of them really horrify me but uh, we learned and progress so i'm excited to share that and then um no one size fits all i already mentioned that what's always really good and the advice i give people is create kind of pool of slides you can pull from, and then depending on who you talk to, you can change the order or add a few extra slides here and there, or remove a few extra slides. And then the last thing, just the main thing, and I think we're all very proud of what we do. And at one point, we all think we know what we do. There's no shame in asking for help. Just, there are so many amazing Discords out there, these events here. Um, even if you go to friends and family and tell them, hey, this is my pitch. And then you give them the one-liner and see how they react, because there are people who have literally nothing to do with what you're doing. Well, if you don't work with them, but, uh, and their reaction will actually tell you a lot about if it's catchy or not, if you need to change something, it's if it's understandable how you presented it and phrased it. So I love to use my parents for that, everything I do, create presentations or whatever. I always send them off to my parents because they are computer noobs, sorry. Um, And they always give really good feedback. Oh, I don't understand that. And you can't expect everyone who reviews this or everyone who will look at your pitch deck to know exactly what you talk about. So yeah, reach out to the resources you have. There are a lot of amazing people out there. That's it. So I like to start with that when we do our pitch review. And then normally people post chats. Uh, there are decks in their chat but we don't have one so i'm just gonna start with ours and i hope you guys can see that Cause, uh, yeah cool don't be shocked this was our first pitch deck <laughs> i think yeah that's the one so oh no that's actually not the one ah this is the one a lot of people don't know but when we started our game brave snow was a platformer so I think we fell into the trap where we thought, oh, yeah, it's not a problem. We can do this. We all have the experience that's needed. Let's start with the big game, and it will be fine. This wasn't fine. You will see in a second. But um, the most important for your first slide, and I see a lot of mistakes on here already, is that whoever you show the slide to, they know exactly what the game is. Then you have the one-liner, what to expect from the game, and then your best concept are you could put out there. So they're, they're in, roped in and are excited about what to come. And then what I always tell people is, put your contact details on the first slide. <laughs> because every time they open this document, this is the slide they will see. We didn't do it here. Unfortunately, I do it here. Yeah, we started doing it in the second one. But you have it a lot when, publishers you gave them your pitch deck and they started reviewing it you started talking to them you gave them the whole spiel they then go back to their actual team and they have these sessions where they discuss oh yeah i found this gem or i found this game i really would like to present it to the team they won't be able to -to one-to-one present the same as you did so they just pick out the most memorable things for them and present it to the team so you never know what they pick make sure that Every slide you present, every document you present, there is a uh, contact details on there. So they don't have to go looking for it. They just can immediately click on it and reach out. And it can be just as subtle as this. And I really hope you guys can read this on screen. Um, gives them multiple options to reach out to you. I saw it a lot that sometimes domains are blocked unknowingly, or they go into the spam folder or someone doesn't have DMs activated on their Twitter, and then if you only have a Twitter account there, they can't reach you. So just give them multiple options to reach out to. Okay. And then another mistake we did back here, this was our first pitch deck. The cover art is not really appealing. There's nothing memorable. So same as with Anything you would do on your storefront, so Steam Capsules or whatsoever, really invest time to create great art and show the best foot forward of your game with a pitch deck as well. Um, See what I mean? (laughs) This is like sketches we put in there. I have to say though, we got really good feedback from, from partners and publishers on this one because it had all the information in there. But where it failed was the art and our demo was really not good. I'll be just very honest with that. Um second slide. I do recommend at least have it in the pitch deck, can be at the end or here, like we do it in the second slide is a game overview, which just briefly recaps what your game is about. I don't even know what we were thinking here, but I always tell people if you do a summary slide, let's see, this should be a better one. Yes. Lessons learned. Um uh, just put all the key information. It's single player, or if you have co-op, put co-op here, your average hours of playtime you expect, on which platforms it will be, when you think you will release ready. It doesn't need to be the actual release date, it just needs to be released ready. Um which engine you're using, you will always get that question, which engine you're using. Just drop it in there. Um, and then a little bit about the the game itself. Hmm. Nice art. Art is always nice. They like that. Okay. I always go back and forth so you can see what's not good and then what's better. Just to have the comparison. Um, then In this presentation, we started with which, what will set us apart. I know a lot of people know this as unique selling points or what makes your game unique. I don't really like those terms because I do think that You don't always have to be unique to make something appealing or better with your game, as long as you can demonstrate why would it attract people and why would people be interested in it. So don't be scared by the words unique or unique selling points. Another term I like to use besides setting the game apart is differentiators. And well, none of these are actually differentiators. (laughs) But we we didn't know that back then. Um, these are actual features itself. Let's see if I have that in the other deck. Uh, mm, here we go. We have them in separate styles, arts, uh, slides, I mean. So, one of the differentiators, for example, as I mentioned before, first Brave Snow was a platform, and then we quickly drifted to becoming an adventure point and click game just because, well, things happened and sickness and people's families and so on. Uh, And it's a much smaller scope and much better for the team. But one of our differentiators is that in our point and click adventure, we have a hub, which is like a whole big area, including this room where the player can um, decorate their room and evolve with the people, get to know them, and stuff like that, very much like traditional RPGs have it. It's one of the differences, just, just as an example. It's nothing new, but it is something that enhances the specific genre. And if you have questions, I will get to them later <laughs> um, Okay, so besides the differentiators, make sure that you also put in the main and basic features. It's often forgotten, but it's really important to know for a publishing partner or the person you pitch to that they know you actually understand the basics because you might focus so much on what sets you apart that your basic gameplay or game com loop is no fun or well they can't judge us from the presentation but they think you might not understand it or they might not be able to understand it which is even more important so make sure you add those let oh, see i used usp here uh, for us i'll just wrote them in a little bit in a smaller thing. So this presentation too is one I hand out. So when I send an email or back then when um, as a follow-up to the actual pitch we did. So they have a little bit more information and more to read. This presentation I think is a actual presentation. But yeah, so you have all the basics here of an adventure game uh, and then your art style. Very important, make sure that you create the atmosphere. You can do that with a soundtrack, you can do it with a GIF like we did, or a really, really nice splash art of your characters and stuff like that. But just so that people understand how how it will look like, because different art styles is for different audiences and might not fit into the publisher's portfolio either and stuff like that. Ah. Let's see, so for here in this old presentation, you can see, I, I nothing of this really shows what the game is. So I actually, I'm okay with sharing them later on, so you guys can see the comparisons. Uh, then for this one, we decided to go with a development timeline. Again, overload of information not needed in an actual presentation, just keep it short and nice so they can see it and then afterwards if they have questions you can send them your development plan or something like that Uh, actually probably the first part alone would have been enough for them to understand do make sure though and i think that is indicated while on this slide it sounds weird because i made this so i'm pretty much biased but um just make sure that you indicate at what point in this timeline you and your team are right now how far did you come with the resources you had so far and how far or where do you need to go with what you're asking for. So that indicator is super important. Because if someone would show me a presentation and they say, we built all levels already. We're in the polishing phase. And we just need to wrap up development, but I need $250,000 for that. I would be like, wait, what? how much did the actual game cost you if you need $250,000 just for polishing? So that might raise a few red flags just make sure that you really can justify your development timelines and your production plans let's see what we did in the other one we moved it around already well this looks already much much nicer the numbers are all outdated so please don't use them as examples but if you ever need help with getting your numbers and figures just let me know feel free to dm me um Yeah, so here we added the current status and the link to our build. Um, what we also do is with every partner we got into contact, we sent them monthly development updates. Let's see if I can open this one. No, of course not because this is stupid done for me. This is nice too, because just with the pitch deck, it doesn't end. Or if they say, oh, maybe come back later to us. It's really nice to show them progress, show them this is what we did. This is where we want to go and so on. So that's what we did here. Just a little side thing. Um, but yeah, the slide is much clearer. It also shows the budget together with the production timeline, the team size, so they can see if it actually makes sense or not. Uh. Let's see, what did we do wrong? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> looking back at these slides is just, interesting. Um, marketing and positioning, it has all the information, but it's not very well presented. Let's start with the market examples. So for the platformer and also for the adventure game, we made the team actually play tons and tons of platformers in adventure games and then compared them, what we liked, what we didn't like, what the reviews liked, what the reviews didn't like. And then we um, put a few here. One of the mistakes we did was actually, we only put very successful examples. I know they always tell you, go with a low, medium and high example, and I didn't listen to my own advice. So I put quite successful examples here. Thinking about it, I probably, I don't, I can't think of platform right now. I didn't, I'm not in the research anymore. Uh, we can look at the other one ex- in a second. Um, then a little bit of our analysis. So why we choose certain things? Um, why did we decided that the 3D platform is the right thing for us? Back then everybody said platform 3D platformers are dead, but there were actually a lot of new releases coming and also big IP releases. And we just could jump on the bandwagon there our target group we outlined here. It's always super important to mention who you think the game is actually for, not only to show the publisher or the partner you're talking to that you did research, but also to show them that, um, sorry, also to show them where you would fit into their portfolio. So maybe they only release games that are for adults, or they only release games that are for really young kids or stuff like that. And then if you expect rating that's above that or below that, you already don't fit with them. Which doesn't necessarily mean immediate, no. It's just a thing Uh, they will keep an eye on. And then our gameplay positioning is, yeah, as I said, there's way too much information on here, a lot of unnecessary information. This can all be in your market research and should be in your market research and maybe in the conclusion. But the gameplay positioning is actually how we set ourselves apart and how we got to those conclusions and how we want people to feel when they play our game and then the price point we set. So let's look at an example that actually works, if I have one. Do I? Oh, here. here. Sorry. Much nicer to look at already, (laughs) much more comprised. So for this one, for the adventure game, we tackled it a little bit different and we said we actually want to do have, we do want to have a broader comparison with games. And our marketing girl, Agar, she came up with this really cool grid, which is easily to adapt and evolve over time as well. So if there are new releases, we can easily add them. And then also shows where we want to focus on. So maybe we don't have the best storytelling, but we have uh, the, the best puzzles or a lot of puzzles, but we really want to make sure that everybody can enjoy the game and that there are a lot of accessibility features in there. And that goes in line with, for example, the hint system we had worked out and how the controls work and stuff like that. And that sets us quite apart from not all of the games, but a few, and then it's just, also our analysis a little bit why we decided to do it like this because this is what people have been asking for over the last couple of years so i bet you guys have a lot of questions about that and i'm almost through and then we can (laughs) and then we can um go to the questions sorry i was just reading chat i shouldn't do that while i present But yes, it's a lot of polishing. I actually have two more other iterations, but I think that would just be boring to go through all of them. It definitely is a process and it definitely takes months, if not years to do the perfect pitch deck. Okay, let's see where we're at. Okay, that's the marketing slide. I think for this one too. Here we changed our positioning a little bit and tied that in with our game design. Again, what we want to focus on, um, what we expect the target audience to feel and experience when they play the game. It's nicer. It's more readable. Uh, I personally say it's clear, but I can't say for other people, but I think it's a much better version than this one. Okay. Let's see what's next. Oof. (laughs) I'm sorry for all the oofs, but every time I see a new slide from back then, I was like two years ago. Uh, um risk and opportunities, also something I don't see often in pitches, but I always recommend to have at least handy, or know you can talk about it, is risks and opportunities. It shows the publisher that you're well aware of your strengths and your weaknesses, that you think about how to mitigate them, and um, that you're willing to to work on them if needed, or work with the publisher on them. What did I have here getting a team? So now we have two, three people back then, that's not a lot. So we definitely needed to get a team ready to go, which was very difficult during that time. Again, beginning of 2020 and then scope creep, of course, platformers always normally have huge scope creep because there's a lot of balancing to do really smooth movements and camera movements. And that takes a lot of time. Um, and then our opportunities we thought about is just again taking from our marketing research is that there were really great IPs that were releasing back then. So 3D platformers came back. We are using, we're still using the Unreal Engine and they have amazing community support. And maybe even the Epic Games Store will be open in 2022 for people who knows. Um, and then back then the new consoles were released as well. And with all the features consoles have the haptic, oh God, I don't even know how to say those words, the haptic controllers and feedbacks of those. Um, it's a really great opportunity for platformers to, to utilize. By the way, if you ever pitch to a console partner or you apply for a Nintendo, Xbox or PlayStation license, make sure that you include in there how you would use their unique features because these platforms have a lot of amazing unique features that are often underutilized, especially when it comes to controller support. And um, I think the Nintendo Switch has these really cool things where you can even blow on it and then it does stuff and so on. So if you have witty fun ideas with that that doesn't increase or change the build too much from the PC version, think about those things. Think what you can do with it. And then maybe you even get support from those console partners. Uh, okay, let's see, how did I present it in this one? Nope, nope, nope. Oh, I took it out. Why did I took it out? I don't know. I do not recommend taking it out, but it's not in here anymore. I guess I talked over it already in the pitch before. Um, Let's see, let's go back. This is our budget breakdown also way too much information on here it's not even updated i'm scared to click on it um i think the most important thing i'll just go straight back into this one is make sure that you show them how much the total project cost is so the funding plus everything you spent up until then or you're still investing yourself into the game uh, how it distributes if there's also what i always tell people when we do these pitch reviews there's no problem with something not being correct not being perfect not being the best presented or anything but that's why you talk to those publishing partners and that's why you want partnerships because they will be there to help you and guide you on the right path and if anything sticks out to them they will let you know and then they will talk through it with you and work together with you if they're the right partner to to make it all right and work so if you have no experience with planning budget, or if you have no experience with how much art percentage of the budget should go into art when I do a platformer versus an adventure game, that's not as important as showing that you even thought about that. Because those are all things that are negotiable. Those are all things that where people can help you with, as long as you show that you thought about it, and as long as you show that you actually have talent in the team, or you know how to get talent.
0: Sign up today for the Indie Game Business Newsletter. It's a weekly source of business news curated for indie dev teams. We've got discounts on all Indie Game Business events and events from all of our partners. You get a first look at the summaries and takeaways from all of our podcasts. There is exclusive opportunities for promotions and early access to new tools for development, monetization, and more. Check it out. Sign up. PowellGroupConsulting.com slash publisher dash list.
1: Don't be scared that something is not right. That's why you ask for help. That's why you do reviews. and. Uh, again, everything develops and evolves so quickly that whatever you did a week ago will probably not be correct anymore this week. So don't stress. I say I always stress. Okay, the last thing I wanted to show is before we go and actually review a team slide. So this is a team slide for a handout, just where we show our values and who we are. And normally I have a link to a further team deck where they can get more information. But um, the most important things with these team slides is, if you have a lot of people in your team, it's enough to show the leads. If you have a small team, make sure that you represent that whole team. But either way, always show what their previous experience is. If you did not work at a big company, or if you did not work on a big game that released yet, It's also fine to show game jam games experience you have outside of the uh, industry, as long as it's relevant, especially for producers, as long as it's relevant to you actually can handle the production and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, don't forget the few QA people you have on your team. Even if it's community, just say you will QA with the community. It's super important. Okay, and then just the final slide. Yeah, I don't wanna to take too much. Th- if we have a, da, 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 clicking that link. It works, oh, that looks really cool. Sorry, we can go back to our deck when we do the Q and A, but I just really want to use the time for people that are brave enough to share the deck with us. Thank you, whoever you are, this is awesome. Yeah, this is a really, really great example of enticing character art. I mean, all the characters look super unique. I do imagine it looks like a pinball game because of the logo, which is really cool. What I would add here, as I mentioned earlier, though, I hope the guy's person is listening. But add, again, contact information. Especially with PDF, it's really cool. You can put links there. That immediately opens emails or your Twitter or other things. So make it easy for them to reach out to you. One thing I think I did not mention, it's also really nice when publishers can see that you did the deck specifically for them. So find a place somewhere, it could be here, it could be at the end for them to just talk to them or address them directly and say, hey, this is why we chose you. Uh, there's a side note. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so don't forget the contact information. Let's go to the next one. Oh, this is an actual review, I have to read through it. <laughs> I don't actually know if PDF does gives, to be honest, but if you have an option, and you can use um, Google Slides or something, something you can link to in an email. So it's always good to use moving images especially for your game because pinball is all about the fun thing it bounces around everywhere and then you get the scores and it adds up and it's really cool so it's just something to think about Uh, but otherwise i do believe you chose your screenshots really well i always recommend people to include ui in at least a few screenshots because ui is part of the gameplay and it it can make or break a game, so seeing how the player actually will interact with your game is super important. And then you have variations of levels, which is nice. The only thing, and I think that's really hard for this kind of game, is to show what your actual, or what the player's actual end goal and motivation is to play the game. So if you can't represent that in a screenshot, make sure that you write that down somewhere. But again, I haven't read through everything yet trying to and right? a campaign um, another recommendation I think your text is good it has all the important information but highlight use highlights that you have different classes um, you have a campaign so I assume it's single player but um, make sure that you highlight that you have a campaign and stuff like that or if you do not want to highlight these things, just have like a summary slide, just summarizing all these important informations, single player, the average playtime. If it's, um, what else? I showed it earlier somewhere, the different platforms you want to release it on and stuff like that. I mean, you only use four, five slides. Normally it's okay to use 10 to 12 if you, send it to someone, I would have a little bit less when you actually do a presentation. Because yes, you have those 30 minutes time slots with publishers. But you get to know each other, everything needs to be set up, you already probably lose a few minutes, uh, then you go through your presentation. You don't want to rush it. So plan like for a presentation that's 10 15 minutes long max. And then there's a back and forth between you and the publisher where they have questions. And then you should at least leave eight to five minutes for yourself to ask the publishers questions. They always, they like to talk about how they can support you. They like about the different things um, they offer on, like might be the wrong word. They want to show you what they can offer you. Because again, it's a partnership. It goes both ways. So make sure you have questions prepared. You make sure you allow them time to talk to you. we did the mistake a lot in the beginning where we had our presentation almost planned out for 25 minutes and then the publisher really wanted to share what they do and they just <laughs> and the time was over and they had to run and there was no time for questions or hey how do we follow up or stuff like that. It was very rushed and that's not a nice nice thing to end this first meeting. So just keep that in mind. Again, unrelated to this presentation, but side note. I'm losing my voice, oh god. Features. Be careful with making two big bullet point lists. If I see this one here, if you can represent the features or some of the features at least by uh, using screenshots, I would recommend to have the screenshots here and then write below it title of what the feature is. I also always. I forgot it here. Make sure that you submit, put subtitles to your screenshots. So people know what they're looking at. Don't assume they know what it is. And it also gives you another chance to explain why you highlighted this specific thing. So for example, this is easy to manage UI and party. I assume you have a party here, um, different fun levels. I don't know what the last one is. <laughs> I'm just making it up as I go, but. A lot of what you then write there, you don't have to write in the text anymore. It saves you a little bit of time and makes it easier on the reader to go through it without being bombarded by a whole bunch of text. Sorry, when I'm quiet, I'm just reading through it. mm. I'm a bit confused by this. Refines and perfect so. Oh, it's a sequel. I see. That's very cool. Rating and then 80% rating on PSN. That's really nice. If you, if you have these kind of awards or if you have really good ratings and reviews, um, definitely add them on there. That's awesome. Congratulations. Platforms. your price sorry i'm just again skimming through this click <laughs> status late alpha logic <laughs> okay this has all the basic information make sure again that you add the subtitles maybe have three here with subtitles and then three here and remove some of the stuff and also every time you have an overworld map but i'm really biased on that it's so cool to show you overworld map I'm just a sucker for overworld maps. And then also make sure that on each slide you add your contact information. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit split personally on if you should put avatars in your presentation or your actual picture. My preference is actual pictures rather than avatars. So they can see that you do take it seriously, and I'm not saying you're not taking it serious, but I think it comes across more professional and you're really willing to work with them if you put your face out there and if you tell them this is who I am. I understand if, it, if you removed it and changed it just for me showing it on screen, that's absolutely okay. And it's just a personal preference. Um, I do think you have a lot more of space to grow, to break up your features a little bit. Your summary is great. So for example, for this one, if you present it like this, I can't tell as a publisher how much actual gameplay is in the game. So either mention somewhere, this is how many hours there will be played, or this is how many levels you probably have it. And I skipped it over, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> see. Uh, and then you mentioned rank mode can be for high scores on so five play fields. With this one, it's still important that you mentioned the 24 pinball play fields and 30 plus missions. There's a difference if the mission is one minute or if the mission can last to up to half an hour. There was a really old rule. I don't think it's valid anymore, but I like to use it as a starting point. And that is, you can ask one dollar, well, I learned that in Europe, so I probably should say one euro <laughs> per hour of gameplay. So if your game is eight hours long, you start with $8. Or if your gameplay is 15 hours long, you start with $15. I, I don't know if it's valid anymore. I, I wouldn't need to ask people, but it's, it's a really good start. So presenting how much value actually a player gets out of your game or how, long he, how much time he will invest in it. Oh, go ahead, Jay.
2: We got another one for you.
1: Oh, OK. That's really cool. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, but we should leave like five minutes for Q&A because I saw a lot of questions. Um, so yeah, I think that's the last mention I had on here. And I also don't see a presentation of your team and who you actually are besides the rest. So make sure to add that again. Could be that he just took it out. They just took it out because of the presentation, but it's important to have that. And then, what's also missing in this pitch deck and could also be taken out again because of the presentation is what you actually want from the publisher. <laughs> Always make sure to include in your pitch: we're asking for funding, we're asking for marketing support, we're asking for a production review or stuff like that. So. Um, And the sooner you put it in your presentation, the better it is for the publisher or whoever looks at it to build that framework. Okay, I look at this as a perspective of an actual publisher, or I look at this from a perspective as a co-developing publisher, stuff like that. So make sure you have it in here. If you send this out via email, you also can put it in the email, but then you might run the risk that they lose the email and just share out the PDF. And then whoever picks this up doesn't know what to do with it. Okay, and we I think we have a post-session AMA. So any more questions, I will make sure I join the Discord, and then you guys can ask more questions about it. I will go to the next one. Yeah, because normally you're on Discord, it's so much easier to actually talk to people directly.
2: (laughs) Well, Dennis said, just to preface this, it is this is an early stage deck, but he would rather I mean, the new one, not, not, not Phantom, not Tony's. <clears throat> Dennis is the new one. He says it's an early stage deck, but he, they'd like to get feedback sooner rather than later. And so.
1: Oh, very cool. It's actually it. for an early stage deck. It's uh, it's No, a no, no. Really no. The one start. you're looking
2: at right now is. Oh, sorry. This one. The, yes. That one. That's the one. All right. Okay. I'll, get, I'll get out of
1: here. <laughs> I love the owl. Sorry. I'm a, I love owls. Very cool. Um, just right from the bed. <laughs> Put your context stuff on here. And with images where you can't immediately see what the gameplay is, it's always nice to have a small sentence. I think what did we have in hours? It doesn't really say that's an adventure game either, but I think we actually did it well in the old one. Come for the platforming save for the story, so just that they know what to expect. It's really hard to do that though. It's like the 30 seconds pitch deck always takes iteration after iteration after iteration. Looks beautiful though. TLDR. That forms 12 hours. Yep, has all the information. Um, if you have a logo of the engine you're using, if you don't use a custom engine, put it here. If you use a custom engine, just mention that. Let's see. Literally, the only thing I can see missing in this whole overview—it's a great one—and it's nice. It's a nice picture. Hmm. Find some people. It's really great artwork too the only oh, sorry i'm losing my voice the only caveat i have at this point it's an action adventure but i do not know where how it's played or um what the play actually does it's a very fine balance but you want to you might want to put the theme a little bit lower after you showed all the core gameplay and and stuff like that but That's where where you have to test, talk through the flow that works best for you and see how people react to it. Because I assume this is a presentation and not something you send via email. Um, Cool. Counter, help, confront. It's also pretty straightforward. The secret sauce. (laughs) That's a good way to describe it. Will be a fast paced action. Oh, that's very cool. A question that pops to mind here is though: How does a player character look like? It's not can slash. So it would be cool if you, were somewhere in the beginning, show who am I as the player. Um, do, 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 do. references Dark Uncharted Seas. Um, sorry. I'm skipping through this right now. So references, these are really good references because Duxiters is a rather successful one. And I think Oceanhorn did well, but they're not as known. I might be wrong, but you have the lower end of where it could go and you have the higher end of where it could go. So it's good. For this kind of genre though, Depending on which publisher you talk to, don't assume that they might know the games. There are millions of games out there, so if you can just add a few description why these are the references or why you picked these games that might help you with some partners. See this is a nice picture. the you know, friendly people and you want to get to know them, it's always really cool. You too oh sorry um jay if you here if there's any slide you don't want me to show on screen let me know please i will skip these for now because i do not feel comfortable sharing them without approval uh we can go over them afterwards okay oh, see here you did it competitors Small team, no publisher. Instead of reviews, mm, I would pick, I would suggest to pick a one of those many databases that are oh, out there, Steam DB, Steam Spy, whatever. There are so many more. I have, I have a list somewhere I can share later, but um, put actual numbers there because I, do hope you didn't do your calculations with reviews, but with how many units you have to sell. So, uh, and it also takes away the mass work of the partner when they skim over it. If you do not feel comfortable with putting units sell, sold in there and stuff like that, leave the reviews. But um, yeah, I always recommend to actually work with those things reviews are tricky i think i think there's a rule where they say 10 14 times the reviews that's the amount of people who bought it or something like that but they're all not 100 percent proven rules that's what i'm trying to say oh god it took me a bit to get there um i love the slide i always love slides where you actually really involve the partner and show them that you want to work together with them. Because unfortunately, developer and publishers have kind of a tense relationship in the past, which is changing a lot in the favor of the developer, luckily. But yeah, just showing them that you're open for it and that you consider that it goes both sides will give you huge, huge plus points, whoever you talk to. Okay, uh, recap. Sorry about the numbers. I hope that's okay. Uh, yep, that's really good. Def cost. Uh, so for the dev cost, because I skipped that, I'm qu- quickly pulling it to my other screen. Give me one second. It's doing some math here. <laughs> okay, so he they did not include the monthly burn rate, right? which is really good. It's always super useful. Um, what I would recommend you to add in your road, the road ahead slide is what I'm looking at is also the road leading up to that. I might have skipped that again. Just summarize again, how much it did cost you until then, because you don't have to forget that in the end, all the money you want to make, is not only recouping the funding costs you got from the publishing partners, you, but you ideally also want to recoup your own costs and make some extra so you can start with the next project or keep supporting this project. So it can easily maybe you only ask for 500k funding, but the actual overall p- project did cost you 1.5 million and 500k versus 1.5 million is a really different marketing budget. As a as a guideline, you can always say, Twenty percent of the overall costs is probably marketing. Uh, just, just to give you an idea. Again, those are rough starting numbers, <laughs> but it gets you started.
2: I I figured I'd hop in and help you with questions when you're ready.
1: Uh, I think I'm I'm ready. I'm just at the thing slide. I just didn't want to show his numbers because I wasn't sure if he's comfortable with this. And yes, yeah, I guess this is the main character. Yay, finally. <laughs> Put it up front. She looks amazing. That's a really good start. I think I think it will do well. It's really clear what your game is. It's really clear where you want to go and what you need. And then um, also that you got previous support shows that your team knows what it's doing. So yeah, keep. Keep asking for reviews when we do our thirsty reviews, but let's start with the questions.
2: Well, so wait before we even get to that, um, I want everybody to give Kimberly a huge thank you because she's suffering from booster shot <laughs> symptoms it's, at the moment, and as soon as we wrap up, so she's going to she's going to crash, and you are. Absolutely such a trooper for coming and doing this. We really appreciate what you do every week. Um, Keep in mind, I have not yet reached a point where we can actually compensate our speakers for these things. Like I really want to. So everybody's volunteering their time and we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, It's like, I had two points and I forgot what they were now anyway. So let's just jump to questions then. And hopefully I'll remember it. Um, uh, Hold on. I had one here. Bear with me. All right. Early on, does the team track, should the team track record come before or after the game overview?
1: Um, Every publisher wants it differently. (laughs) Have the slides ready. If you talk to someone, a lot of them have example pitches and what they expect on their websites. Uh, If they don't, I always recommend to talk through it for yourself and see which flows better. There's no specific rule besides for the people that actually show what they want and i'm sorry i'm starting to lose my voice
2: <laughs> all right, that's why i'm here i'm here to help okay all right so i, I want to bring up i remember what my two points were i'm like frantically taking notes over here one i mean these are like common things that i see in decks that come through both from our clients but also because we scout for games for several publishers i see a shit ton of decks the one thing that we see developers do a lot of times is in their total budget ask, they include marketing. You don't have to do that. That's the publisher's job. That's what they should be doing. And two, you don't always want to go and like try to guess what they should be putting into marketing because they all have something different. As it's, it's anyone who's been in the indie game business community knows uh, everything revolves around, it depends. And that's where some of the stuff comes in. The other thing, and, and, When Kimberly was talking about the the team that comes up and says we're at the polish stage and we need a quarter of a million dollars, then it's like, okay, that's a shitload of polishing, you know, or, you know, where's that number coming from? The other one that always draws red flags with us is when you've got a team and it's like, okay, we're a year and a half from launch and there's six of us working in Western Europe and we need $75,000 to get it to completion. It's like, no, there's no way that's accurate. Most of the time when we start diving into it, what we find is this team is working on it part-time. They have full-time jobs. This is how much it's going to cost them to do it part-time. Nine times out of 10, a publisher does not want to invest in your game so you can work on it part-time. Figure out how much you're going to need to actually work on this full-time. That's your budget, not your night and weekend money. So. Anyway, those were just my two notes when I was thinking about this going through. Um, All right. So we talked about having the good use of platform features. Um, That is very true because that's when you see these things like Apple doing their presentation and the Xbox things at the Game Awards and all the other stuff. They are looking for games that show why their platform is unique. And if you can do that and you can submit it, then that's going to help you get picked um okay so is it a good idea to put a link in the deck for more detailed presentation if i want to go into more details for example about the features or game vision etc i really like that question because i always think about doing it but i never do it it's like if you want to understand the lore of my game go to this link what do you think kimberly uh
1: depends on which (laughs) depends on which information So I don't know if I have it actually in this presentation, but what we saw really well, work really well when we send out pitch decks via email, not in presentations itself, but via email with follow-ups, I always add links to the whole team overview. I always added links to our whole game design document and production plan and those things. They are really interested in lore to be honest that's that's not meant negatively or that lore is not important but it just didn't emphasize the the gameplay and the, the player value what they get out of it so N-
2: nobody cares why the elves and the dwarves are fighting for the last millennia
1: it, I, it, I didn't want is. to say it like that but yeah.
2: well, I, I, I do you know I, I, don't, I don't you can be the nice one kimberly i, I don't I've made a 20 year career. I'm not being the nice one. The, uh, the the example that I love to do is go to the steam page for fallout four or Skyrim. We all know that both of those games have massive amounts of lore in it, but they don't beat you over the head with it, you know, at the, on the steam page. And that's kind of like what you have to take into effect. You know, you don't need to use up all that spot in your, um, in your deck going into that sort of stuff so all right we got one more and if anybody else has got a question um pop it in here real quick uh we're gonna say kimberly will be around later on for the post chat but she's she is always she does this every thursday and she's awesome and that's why we love having her so what if the team does not have previous video game development track records i
1: think i mentioned that earlier a little bit already that is absolutely no problem if you can justify how you get your game done so if you don't have previous video game development track you should probably not work on the next fortnight but <laughs> if you have a smaller project maybe a point and click adventure game or a visual novel or a puzzle game or something that's absolutely fine As long as you can show that your team has the skills to accomplish what you're looking for. So maybe you have a 3d or 2d artist that worked in cinema before, or you have a programmer who worked on platforms, but never on an actual game, but they can easily, easily learn it. That's my thing. Always set the goal of the project or the kind of project you have, according to what your team actually can do because ideas don't sell That's you, you don't want to sell an idea. You're selling a team. You're selling skill. That's what you're selling, not ideas.
2: But that's why when I get on airplanes and people ask me what I do, I say <laughs> I sell insurance because if I tell them I work in the game industry, I get to hear their game idea for the next three hours. Um, and those aren't worth all of that. Um, so, all right, last one coming in from Dennis here. If you pitch... Without having the full production team figured out, is this a common practice and how do you present it without looking bad?
1: No, that's absolutely okay and normal because how are you supposed to maintain sustainably and without crunch people you can't pay? The most important is in your pitch that you show what you need, you know what you need, how much they will cost. If you have the luxury and you know people, friends that said, okay, if you get funding, I join you, you can put them on there um but yeah it's it's quite normal I mean you you shouldn't build out a whole team if you can't support them
2: (laughs) but make damn sure you have their permission before you put them in the deck
1: yes because I have
2: seen that bite backwards a whole lot of, of different ways all right that's it for right now and that's it for day one so One, if you're signed up for the meetings, still, there's plenty of time. Go look at the publishers that are out there. If you're publishing, looking at the developers that are out there, the Meet the Match platform has a whole showcase of all sorts of games and and services and and that sort of stuff. And then Dan and I will be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. We've got a full day tomorrow. uh, Just giving you a quick look here. Uh, keeping the cash flowing in an indie studio, uh, a masterclass on stories, characters, and worlds, you know, how companies are shaking up publishing for for living games and games as a service, Uh, multiple uh, investor AMAs and marketing AMAs is going to be fun. My voice tomorrow night is going to be sounding like Kimberly's. And by the end of the last day, I'll probably be looking like, Bob Duker at the end of Major League, and which you should totally watch if you've never seen it. But that's it. Kimberly, thank you so much. Go get some rest. You are a trooper and a champion. And to everyone else, we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Bye, guys.